the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. It's Thursday, it's 4 o'clock, that means it's the date day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Delighted that you tuned in today. Uh, We're here to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions, questions about whatever's going on in your life. All you've got to do is pick up the phone and dial 210-340-9585. If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. Thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. Everywhere we went today, we were in construction traffic. You know, when it gets finished, it's going to really be nice. We will have been with Jesus for like 50 years. Probably. When that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, oh. We were talking today. We've been here for 29 years. Yeah. And all 29 years been construction. Yeah. When we lived at the other house, I think they reconstructed uh, Kitty Hawk three times. Yeah. You know, they put in the, the beautiful landscaping and then they took all that out. And then they made it into four lanes. And then they're like, hmm. Then they did more uh, bigger planters and trees and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been something. All that to say, we've been running about a half hour late all day. (laughs) But we made it here by 4 o'clock. We made it here, probably. Yeah. So, Pastor Ron, you know, our women's retreat is coming up, and that's all. I didn't know that. You know, I know. (laughs) I know, because that's all it is all the time now, you know. (laughs) The mail, text. Uh, everything. So, and then, uh, yeah, we had a little bit of money in the mail today. It was all for you. It was all for the women's retreat. That's how it is, baby. They want their room. So that's good. Everybody's paying attention and, you know, registering. I think we're at, well, we're well, we're like 225, between 225, 230 right now. And we have three weeks, three weeks to go. Let's see, today's the eighth. Yep. Three weeks from today. We'll be I won't be here on the 29th, everybody. I'm so sorry, but I'll be gone. Today. You'll be here via delayed broadcast. Oh, that's what I'm going to do? Or a rebroadcast. Okay, okay. Because so, the, the, Thursday has to be date day. I can't just come here by myself. Unless we do Wacky Wednesday. That's we, We've done that before, too. Huh? Like Wacky Wednesday before I take off or something. So we'll see. He'll talk about it. Anyway. Wacky Wednesday. I, yeah, about. I'm pretty okay. busy around this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but the ladies are signing up and... It, it's getting it's getting to that that fun stage. We have we have one lady who used to come here, and she and her husband and the kids they make their way back here maybe once a year, um, but they're driving from Florida, eight of them, to come to this women's retreat. <laughs> Amazing! So it's going to be fun. Anyway, people are coming from all over, um, 
they just want to be around the Word and, and other godly women. And people who come here and, and left, they want to come back. They know they're going to get the full counsel. So it's, it's a cool time. So it's not too late to sign up, um, except that Valentine's Day. Um, we're going to be making the final count for T-shirts, and that's the thing. A lot of people have signed up and, and even paid for their retreat, but they haven't ordered their T-shirt. So, ladies, you better get your T-shirt. Uh, as Louis, Pastor Louis says, the color is navy blue. <laughs> navy blue. That means navy blue. So, anyway, get your T-shirts. Um, they're not that expensive. I don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think they're like. Eight bucks or ten bucks or something like that. Yeah, you can you can do that online at calvarysa.com. You sure can. And uh, unfortunately, the t-shirt people cut us off after a certain date mm-hmm. to be able to get them all. Mm-hmm. So, if you want a t-shirt, yep, yep. February 29th to March second is the retreat. The theme is walk in the light um, from First uh, John one seven. Oh, I'm excited because I finished my study yesterday. It's on, and in fact, I printed it out, Pastor Ron. It's in the car, ready to go. And so, but between here and 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 then, sometimes Jesus has a tendency to change things up. So <laughs> I'm being flexible. Sometimes I'm looking at my paper and I'm like, Jesus, that's not what I wrote on my paper. He said, Yeah, I know, but I really appreciate you did all the work and you studied real good. But I got something else to say. That happens quite often. So. Y'all be ready. Especially with retreats and yeah. <laughs> special events. He's got, this is a, a sort of a date weekend. Each lady will, will be um, showered with attention from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, he will look at her and say, oh, beautiful, you oh, are my yeah. darling. There's no flaw in you. That's and right. we, We've just got to get there yeah. and take the time and quiet our minds and our hearts down yeah. enough to listen to what the Spirit of God really has to say. Yeah. You know, I had a couple of questions about, um, can I bring my teenage daughter? And, and, you know, yeah, if she's a senior in high school, you, I know you guys take your, the, the guys, the boys, but we make it special for our senior high school girls and up. Um, and I've had several times, you know, because I had the prayer breakfast at our house, and there have been a couple of times way past, we don't, we don't do this any longer, where uh, people brought their kids and... Ladies won't share. Ladies won't share. They don't want the kids to hear that there's problems or they don't want to, why is she crying, Mommy? Come running out of the room. You know, why Why is she, you know, so upset? And so we try to make it where it's age appropriate. Um, we have some young teens there, but they're just there for um, child care in a different location while the ladies are in the session, so... It's just, it's just a little different for the ladies. So, we um, seventeen and up, if long as they're a senior in high school and up, they're they're welcome to come. Yeah, I'm just saying, if I'm a mom, I've got two or three or four kids at home, and they need all of my attention. The last thing I want to do is take them on my retreat. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a day weekend yeah, for a- for each lady in Jesus, and He always blows us away with His goodness and yeah. the power with which He moves yeah. on the ladies. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, okay, so my my scripture of walking in the light for uh, 2 8 is from Isaiah chapter 2, verse 5. It says, Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Um, and, you know, walking in the light is being open and vulnerable. The Lord sees through it all our darkness anyway. Um and we just want to, like, walk in the light. Like, the light, like, I can't imagine how white his teeth must be, you know, and when he smiles, you know. So just we're walking with him, like you always say, just be with Jesus. Yep. We, we know his face shines like the sun in all of its brilliance, yeah, so yeah. we may not even be able to see his teeth. <laughs> Probably won't, <know. laughs> Yeah, so that's, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. That's Isaiah 60. Verse one. So, yeah. You know, Paula, we, uh, we, we this is not hyperbole. Um, you know, a lot of times we expect people to say things like this, but 
But these retreats are life-changing moments. Yeah. Um, we've seen countless lives changed mm-hmm. simply because they took the time, they made the sacrifice, they went to hear from the Lord, and God just shook everything up. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I want the ladies. I want them to go by faith, in faith, expecting that God really wants to do something different for them. Yeah. And, um, I, I, you know, we're in the last days, so I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Keep your train of thought. we got a caller on line one, Matthew from Cibolo on line one. Matthew, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Papa Ron, Mama Paula, how you doing? Good, Good Matthew. Sweetie. Yeah, you know, we, we have been talking about the whole retreat, and, you know, my wife's kind of been, like, you know, uh, she was there Monday there with you, and, she was like, babe, I, I really want to go. I don't, but I don't want to leave Maddie, you know. And I'm like, well, just take her. Or she's like, no, but then I want to be all involved. I want to be, you know, fully focused and, you know, with the with the Lord and with the, you know, with her family there. And it, so she's kind of been caught up in that little conundrum. I was like, well, I'll drive. I'll just go. You meet me in the corner. And I was like, but that doesn't make sense, obviously. But I was like, we'll figure something out. Or you would just be like, you know, because she she. Uh, She's such a trooper. She's with the baby every night, and the baby's only going to be two months old by the time she leaves. And mm-hmm. so, um, what you know, what are some things that I guess you can kind of, I can reassure, or maybe thought we've been praying, we've been doing that. She just kind of been thinking about this. So uh, we talked about this actually today again, you know. So I know it's been on her heart. So, uh, but yeah, I'll let y'all go and thank you, Mama. I know you've been there so uh, for us, and thank you, Pop. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, so I can tell you already because I'm the one who does the room assignments, and I already know who she's rooming with. She <laughs> and, and baby Maddie. So um, don't back out now. And we have some teenage girls, and they've already been uh, in child, you know, the child care ministry. And in fact, yeah, Melody Biasteros, who you know very well, she's going to be one of the girls taking care of kids. So she'll be there. Um, yeah, and, and there's a, a crew of them. Even if we have one baby, we're having two teen girls. Um, so you don't need to really worry about that. And um, the, all the ladies, especially the ones that you're in the room with, they've had children before, and so you don't have to worry about if the baby cries or something. That's what babies do, you know? So uh, don't back out, Michelle. I'm counting on you being there. <laughs> so you and baby Maddie get in the car. You know Let's we've go. got we've got medical people there. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the 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 young women who are doing the the babysitting have done this many times, many Ooh, years. Even our uh, what's what's the baby doctor called? Pediatrician. Yeah, there you go. The, we our pediatrician will be there. Yes, she has her own doctor's office in shirts. I guess I. So know, Michelle, you don't can, worry. You can focus. Um, I promise you, Matthew and the kids will will survive the weekend without you, mm-hmm. and you can go, and Jesus will be there for you. He, he, he never fails. By the way, he knows you have a baby. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and it was kind of a, you know, you have babies. You don't want to dump her off just with her dad. <laughs> He's got to take those other kids. <laughs> so anyway, we'll you'll be fine. Come on, get in the car. Let's go. Very cool. Love you. Okay, Paula, where were you going? Uh, okay, so, you know, uh, I listened to the radio program, and this week in particular, babe, I have a couple of ones highlighted that I, I one, I was kind of cracking up about it. I was thinking, ooh, man, I've had that before. In fact, Pamela's question, she said, I feel guilty if I don't read my Bible or pray and, and just do something fun. Uh, and you were telling her, don't do guilt, but think about God who just wants to be with us, no matter what we're doing. And I told you just, I don't know if it was that day, but um, I wasn't reading my Bible or anything like that. And it was like, for a quick flash, the enemy was like, you're just wasting time. You should be in your Bible. You should be praying. You should be talking to, you know, that kind of a thing. And so I really understood what Pamela goes through, because there's some times when I, I just want to chill. I want to do a puzzle or do some crocheting with my little, you know, but even though that's for um, joy of Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, the enemy tries to make you feel guilty if you're doing, if you're not on your knees and you're not in the Bible 24-7. 
And, and if you were on your knees on the Bible 24-7, he'd be there shouting at you, distracting you, trying to do anything and everything. Yeah. So this is a, a part of the spiritual warfare, Paul, that we can't win. Mm-hmm. Whatever we do, the enemy's going to attack. And what we've got to do is just, what did Jesus say? I set my face as flint to go to Jerusalem. He knew what awaited him. Mm-hmm. He set his face as flint. we got to decide. I'm going to get up and I'm going to spend some time with the Lord today and all of the other things that I do, Jesus, I want you to be the central figure of all of those things, the mm-hmm. focus of my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I'm in the Word, speak to my heart. When I'm in prayer, hear my prayers. Mm-hmm. And when I'm just goofing off, Lord, let's have fun. Yeah. And I think that's what we got to learn to do. And, um, you know, the enemy, he huffs and puffs and Daddy. threatens to blow your house down. But there's really nothing he can do. I know. I'm so glad I come here because I hear you say this kind of thing all the time. And so I can just say, you know, I'm free in Christ. I am free in Christ. I can, I can go and do whatever I want to do as long as I'm taking Jesus with me. I'm not doing anything that's sinful, you know. So, yeah, I, 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 Pamela, I hope you listen today. Okay. Be free, girl. Be free. Okay, so here's another one. Jesse, he said, been away from church since covid does Jesus mind? At home, I was going, oh, I'm so sad for you right now, Jesse. Um, and then your answer was, of course, perfect. Um, Hebrews 10.25. But I was looking today, and I don't know why I, I saw this. Wait. It's Psalm 64. Psalm 64. And let me see what it says. Uh, 64. Let me see. Is that right? Let me is it Psalm 64? Hold on just a second, y'all. Maybe you, it's Psalm 68. I'll you, be right there. Are you thinking better is one day in your courts? Nope. Okay, that's 84. Mm-mm. Nope, it's 68. Um, 68, verse 4. Okay, so, you know, I'm on the worship team and stuff, but it says, Psalm 68, verse 4, Sing to God, sing praise to his name, extol him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord, and rejoice before him. This is who he is here. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. You know, and even as Jesse was asking that question, you know, sometimes people are asking questions where they already know the answer, and um, I had a feeling that maybe our, he or she already knows the answer. Um, and you miss out singing to God, singing praise to his name. Um, and you miss the fact that he's a father to the fatherless and a defender of widows, but is God in his holy dwelling. And, you know, a lot of times people who leave church for whatever reason, and, and you know, having the live stream is a blessing for those who, really are sick and really can't get here. Um, But for those who can, um, to have fear, keep them away. Um, I'm talking to people who've been away from church, and then what do they replace that time with? It's probably not more Bible study. It's probably not more um, serving anybody else other than maybe themselves, maybe their family or whatever, but what do they replace that time with? And so I'm, I'm talking, and you, you are too, with, to people who have um, left the body of Christ. Um, not that they've lost their salvation or anything, but they've just not been using their gifts. They've not been able to have people touch them or them touch other people. Um, they've not been singing um, to the Lord with others. Um, and and now they're in a sun-scorched land. Yeah. Things have gotten really hard and dry. A lot of it is um, their walk is just hard and dry. You know, Paul, I think your favorite verse is in Exodus. I'm sorry, in Genesis 50, when mm-hmm. Joseph says what you intended for evil, God meant for good. Yeah. Well, the, the reverse is that is true. What God means for good for us, yeah. the devil turns and, yeah. and tries to make it evil yeah. for us. And church is a, a God's gift to us. It's not a, a got to, mm-hmm. it's a get to. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I was thinking in a call yesterday uh, in Psalm 84, 
where David says, how lovely is your dwelling place, mm-hmm. O Lord Almighty. And, and, you know, when you think about that, David was on the run. And David, in those difficult times when he was outside of the fellowship of the temple, um, uh, he, he would just, he would fix his mind on being there in the place of worship. How lovely is your dwelling place. Mm-hmm. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts mm-hmm. of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And then he says, even the sparrow has found a home and a swallow a nest for herself. And his idea there is, you know, they've got a place to go. Now I'm hiding from Saul. This doesn't seem right, but I don't have any place to go. Mm-hmm. And then he concludes in the 10th verse of that psalm, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere, just to visit. Now contrast that with um, the people who watch online. You know, again, it's a good thing for people that can't get here. Yeah. Uh, you know, life happens. Yeah. But I hope this doesn't sound too harsh. Um, I just trust my heart with with you, all of you in the audience. But there's just something about getting up and, and watching online church service in your pajamas or in your robe. While you're eating breakfast, drinking yeah, you your coffee, you know, and your kids running around. <laughs> and, and yeah, maybe that's convenient. Yeah. But, but in our Old Testament Bible studies on Wednesday night, we've seen a lot of God's response to convenient worship. Yeah. And it's not, you know, when I first got saved, there was a guy that, that worked for me. And he was trying to convince me that he had to get up every morning and put on his coat and tie and especially on church Sundays to look his best. And you know, we don't have a dress code here at Calvary Chapel. Mm-hmm. One one step inside and it's like, where am I? And, you know, we have some people that dress up, but most of the time people dress down. And um, I, I tell our church all the time, God doesn't care about how your body looks. What he cares about is your heart. Mm-hmm. And what does it say about a heart when in fact we're in church with a cup of coffee and our PJs just because it's too inconvenient to get them to go to church. And people say all the time, oh, Pastor, I've been here for four months, but I've been watching you all the time. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, look, I don't get to see you. Mm -hmm. I can't look in your eyes. I can't see what what God's doing in your life. So get here. And the laziness that we've fallen into, just because God gave us something good, the ability to connect, mm-hmm. even when we can't be there in person. We've taken that as a license not to be here in person. Yeah. And it just, it, it, a lot of people, Paul, as you know, a lot of people's walk with the Lord has suffered it's, immensely it's, it's as a result. Shipwrecked. We'll talk about that because that was Sunday's uh, message, too. You know, how God is good at, at fixing shipwrecks. And so some people have been gone and away from the Lord and his body for so long. Um, Some are even wondering, how do I find my way back? You know, I've been away from church for so long. What Now what? It's like starting all over again. Get up, you take a shower, get dressed, Mm -hmm. get in your car, and drive to your church. There you go. And there's no excuse. There's just no excuse. And all the people with the busy schedules and, well, I'm tired and I don't get to rest. Mm -hmm. Um, the day of worship belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to us. And our bodies are not our own. So we need to be there. Yeah. 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 Those scriptures that I was reading, writing this morning were, seek first the kingdom, you know, and all these other things will be added to you. But seek first the kingdom. Lord Jesus, what about me? What about today? How can I bring that smile to your face? You know, how can I thank you for all that you've done for me? You didn't give up. You didn't take the easy way out. You weren't lazy about your walk. So, Lord, help me to, not that I have to pay it back. We never could pay it back. But help me to, the next thing I wrote was, find out what pleases the Lord. And obedience pleases the Lord. Like you said yesterday, too, on the radio program, or at, at church Wednesday night, I don't know, it all kind of runs together. <laughs> um, if you love me, you will obey me, you know? I'm so glad that I didn't give in to fear. I mean, I was fearful. I didn't want to get COVID either, even though I did, and I survived. Um, but the Lord says, if anyone comes after me, deny yourself, pick up your cross, 
daily and follow me. Can you imagine the pastor's wife not coming to church? Well, you go ahead and go to church. He called you to be the pastor, but, you know, I'm just your wife, and I'm scared, so I'm going to stay home. I I don't think that would have lasted but about 10 minutes, you know. So, yeah, I'm I'm just really thankful that the Lord held my hand, whispered in my ear, and pushed me. Yeah. Yeah, I think, Paul, you and I decided, and, you know, the, the Amos principle, how can two walk together? unless they agree to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just decided God knew COVID was coming. Um, we've got a limited number of years left at our age. Yeah. Uh, do we want to spend them locked in a house in fear? No. Or do we want to spend them in the middle of God's people serving the Lord, yeah. uh, awaiting Jesus' arrival? Yeah. And I just think we've got to be more focused on him and not on us and not on our circumstances and all these other things to be added into you. One of those things is rest and peace of mind and peace of heart. Uh, There's nothing quite like serving the Lord. We will be back on the other side of the break. We would love your questions, comments, 340-9585. That's area code 210 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Date Day Show, 340-9585. Paula looks particularly inspired this half hour, so uh, whatever your calls and questions or comments might be, we are ready to take them. We just got a, um, an anonymous question from our mobile app, wanting to know if we have a church close to Seguin, Texas. <clears throat> um, the, the reason I'm taking this today and not tomorrow, Paula, is we've had a bunch of these kind of questions mm-hmm. here lately. Um, you, you know, we have... Uh, <sighs> 25, 30 people come from Seguin mm-hmm. all the time. we got people coming from New Brunfels, people coming from San Marcos. We've got people coming everywhere. Now, we do not have a church close to Seguin, Texas, but we're close. I mean, 20 minutes, 30 minutes is not very far. Now, I understand there's some people who can't afford gas. Here's all you got to do. You show up and say, I came from Seguin. Pastor Ron told me on the radio that they'd help me with gas. We'll do that. We would love to be able to do that. You're going to love the fellowship. You're going to love the people here. And I can tell you, if in the absence of a solid Bible teaching church close to where you live, we're worth the drive. I think so. So we do not. Uh, San Marcos is the closest Calvary Chapel uh, in terms of, of heading north or east. New Brunfels. Um, uh, New Brunfels. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, I tend to the 1604 straight up and you're here. And, uh, again, we have people driving um, for an hour or more, in, in some cases, to come to church every weekend. So do you, you make the effort. You let us know if you need help with gas money. Uh, we'll help you. That's, that's not an issue. You know, Paula, one of these days... I want to have so much money. Oh, I know. That we can pass a a, a bucket or something yeah. for offering. Uh-huh. But instead of people putting in money, uh-huh. we can have money in there and mm-hmm. they can take out money. I mean, yeah. that's really my heart. You know, know that's been my I heart know. from the beginning. I know. And uh, we just, there, there's just no reason not to come. And uh, it's it just, you know, we're in Texas. Every, you go to 7-Eleven, it's a half hour drive. <laughs> So um, I, I'm, I'm sorry we don't have something in Seguin, but uh, we have a lot of people coming. We could even arrange carpools or people to pick you up. Um, no problem at all. Yep. So, Okay, Paula, I'm going to take a nap. The rest of the show is yours. <laughs> Except that I'm about to ask you a question. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. You know, pack, you, you pass around, wake to, up. You make it hard to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you can sleep later. <laughs> I absolutely loved the anonymous call um, talking about his church is only 50 people and how you answered that. I was home. If it was me, I was like 
I was almost crying. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was the one that was praying at the beginning. Uh, Lord, 30 people. That's enough. <laughs> 30 people in the church. That way I could know everybody, you know, know their story. And we, we would go out to eat all the time. You know, everybody, all of us would go to church after church and eat together. And I just thought, ooh, this is a really nice family, you know. Um, and then it got to be 50 people, and I was like, okay, seriously, this is enough. And then when it hit 100, I was like, no, seriously, this is enough. Because <laughs> then I was starting to, you know, you get kind of spread thin, and I didn't get to know everybody. And, and But your answer to that pastor was, man, I, I just can't imagine that he wasn't just completely encouraged, you know, to say, Lord, thank you for letting 50 people call me pastor. Mm -hmm. I get to teach the word people's <clears throat> eternity. Um, I get to t speak on that. You know, not everybody who comes to church, even in the 50, are, are truly born-again believers. But he has the privilege of, of giving them God's word and, and telling them over and over again, this is what he did saying to you how much he loves you. I mean, oh, I was, my heart was just like, oh, yeah. I was sorry, Lord, that I only prayed for 30. You just send as many as you want that we can love on. But 50 is a perfect number. <laughs> you know, the parable of the talents and the parable of the minus tell basically the same story. Um, we're only accountable to God for what we do with what he's given us. Mm -hmm. We're not accountable to him for what we don't have. Yeah. We're accountable for what we do have. And um, I was reminded uh, of, a, of a Calvary Chapel pastor in Florida who uh, had you know, just been two years. Nobody was coming, and finally the church got up to 50 people. And he's thinking, I'm such a failure. Only 50 people are coming. And he went out one day and started whining to the Lord. And the Lord says, okay, I'll tell you what. Um, let so-and-so be the pastor and give him those 50 people. Mm -hmm. And this pastor said, wait a minute, those are my people. Mm -hmm. and, and God said, but you're not grateful for them. Mm -hmm. And it changed everything. Now, this is unusual. This is not the norm. But that ended up to be a church of more than 18,000 people. Yeah. Well, the, the biggest single Calvary chapel. Yeah. And um, um, you, you just never know what God is going to do. In 1 Corinthians 4.2, which is one of my life verses, it is required that every man given a trust by God must prove faithful. And a lot of the times, Paula, we're, we're having to prove ourselves faithful when we, well, we're not exactly preaching to the number of people that we think we should. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about when our church got to 100, and then it got to more, and then it got to more. Mm -hmm. And you go through those steps, 500 and 800 and 900 and 1,000, 1,500, and that's about where we are now. And, and you just think, you know, Lord, that, that these people come in. And, and as you know, I'm still amazed every Sunday. When I get up, that anybody's going to show up at all. Yeah, I know they are, mm -hmm. but I'm absolutely amazed mm -hmm. that anybody's going to show up. Yeah, and and how can I not just say God, thank you? Yeah. So fifty people's pretty good. Yeah, it is. And it as is. your church gets bigger and bigger, I told you this this morning. Mm -hmm. As your church gets bigger and bigger, fifty looks pretty good. Fifty looks really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, right now, well, you've been for a long time because after a while, you know. People come and they're married, and people get pregnant, like uh, <laughs> Matt and Michelle. And uh, pretty soon you're growing your church, slowly but surely. But you're growing your church, and and you have those fifty turning around and 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 raising the kids up. It's the it's the next people that you get to you know minister to. I, I, I was just blown away by your the answer, and it just gave me a greater appreciation for what for what we do as well. Mm. You know, I got to, not not last Sunday, but the Sunday before, I had the honor, and, and I'm in awe, yeah. of dedicating a baby whose father is a baby I dedicated 23 years ago. Yeah. You know, only God can do that. Only God can yeah. do that. We are getting ready pretty soon to open enrollment for next school year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always think, well, okay, well, you know, that's not a big deal. But, but the first enrollment is always for the alumni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
people that graduate here now, they're married, got kids. Now it's time that they, they can enroll their kids yeah. in the school. And you just think, you know, Lord, we never had uh, any idea that things would end up the way they are. And mm-hmm. as I've told you, um, every good thing that's ever happened here is a result of teaching the Word. Teaching the Word. And, and not quitting, yeah. staying the course. Yeah. And that's what I wanted that pastor in that question yesterday to understand. The, the, the real import is, God, I'm going to love these 50 people mm-hmm. with the love of God that's poured out in my heart by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And if these are the only 50 I ever get, thank you for them, yeah, Lord. Let them be the most yeah. loved 50 people yeah. ever. And, and the best taught. And the best taught, that's right. You know, the, again, the American ideal of success is big. Yeah. And that's just not true. Nope. The biggest churches in the world are bad churches. Mm-hmm. So just be a good steward of the church that you've been given, the people that you've been given, and yeah. don't let them see your disappointment because there's only 50 of them. Yeah. I actually know some pastors who would die for 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We would go to the pastor's conferences. I remember when we used to go to them, you know, at the beginning, and that was right in the top three question, one of the top three questions. So how many you got coming to your church kind of a thing? And I'd be looking at them like, is that the question? <laughs> but anyway. Second question was, how's that building going? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I, I love Jesus. I love him for all he's done. Well, Pastor, I want to talk about this past Sunday's message now that you brought up Sunday ago. But this one, you want to sing the song for him? No, you can sing it, Paul, because <laughs> actually because you can sing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow. You're only a day away. And so we were in Acts 27. Um, and, and anybody, well, no, we don't have enough room for everybody to come here, but... Uh, when Pastor Ron says, ooh, I really like this study, I'm coming to church for sure because I like to hear uh, Acts 27, not 22, Paula. I really uh, like this coming Sunday study too, Acts 28. Yeah. Multimedical and unusual kindness. Oh, I know. Both are born out of this that, that, the study today, yeah. study coming Sunday. Yeah. So um, you started in verse 22 where, you know, the, the guys are the guys. Apostle Paul and the and the guys uh, are on this ship, and it's gonna it's gonna crash, it's gonna break apart, and you know. So he's he's got to that place where um, he's telling the guys, you know, hey, you got to stay on the boat, you got to stay on the boat. Um, we're gonna crash, and don't anybody try to escape, but stay on the boat. Um, and if you listen to Jesus, you will be safe, saved, safe. Um, Jesus has not lost. One, so stay with Jesus. And then talking about God using one person who is devoted to him, um, he will answer their prayers, and, and they can be used to save souls. And so the, our pastor with just 50, <laughs> pay attention. Yeah. yeah. He had 276, most of them lost yeah. on, on the ship. He uh-huh. just said, stay with the ship. You know, Paul, as I was reading that, you were reading it to me, and then uh, as I would, would would look at the passage over and over, um, I think it's verse 29. I'm going off memory. But um, th- there was a line in there, uh, and, and we prayed for daylight. Oh, yeah, that is verse 29. Fearing that we would we would be dashed against the rock, rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern, and prayed for daylight. Yeah, and, and I was able to tell the, the church, you know, have you ever been in a situation that was so dark, so bad, uh, the storm so overwhelming that all you could do was pray for daylight? Lord, help me, rescue me, God. And, and, and that's what things were so bad on that ship that uh, all the uh, two weeks with, with no sun, no moon, no stars. Yeah. Um, no ability to navigate. They were driven along by the seas and the wind, uh, completely helpless. Mm-hmm. And the, the the only thing left for them to do was pray for daylight. Yeah. And that so gripped my heart because I I don't think we understand that kind of 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 the, the gravity of that kind of a storm until you're in it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's enough to pray for daylight. Yeah, we you know. We, 
well, of course, you know this because you turn the channel changer. You know, that's a man thing, the channel changer thing. And so those ships yeah, that— Yeah, we, we men don't even like you women to have them. We know. <laughs> we sure do know. Um, but anyway, we watch those those shows where those guys are going out to catch crabbing and those big old—the waves. Those ships are humongous, but the water and the power of that water— overwhelms them at times and it's the most dangerous job in the world and i'm thinking because these guys hadn't eaten for two weeks and they don't they don't see stars or the the moon or the sun it's just pitch how in the severe seasickness is what you said they had you know and sometimes we're in such a storm and not to that degree even but um we don't see any in, there's just no hope. There's there's no hope. We're going to die. And where is God in all of this? And so they're praying for daylight, praying for daylight. Sometimes if you could just make it through the night and the sun will come up, it's like even if all the things are bad, still, the situation, at least I can see there's some light. So when you sang the song, Pastor Ron, I'm telling you what, you should sing the song. Well, I I basically just said the song. Yeah, I didn't really sing it. Yeah, okay. So, so the angels when they came to the shepherds, they just said that song. They didn't sing it. So it that's says, what you're trying they, to pull. It says, and they said, "No, I, I I would be happy to sing it if I could actually sing." Okay, you just don't but want to hurt people. It's just horrible. I love my audience. <laughs> you don't you, hurt the people that you love. You're so fun. So anyway, he says to them. That they were to keep up their courage, and sometimes it's just hard to keep up your courage. You you went there and said, um, you know, difficulty, uh, and you you listed a few of ours, and we don't have to go there. But you said that God is really good at taking care of shipwrecks. He knew it was all going to happen, and he gave Paul um, directions, instructions for the men stay on the ship. It's kind of like. Um, uh, some of us, well, not us, but some people who maybe have been away from church for so long, like we were talking about, and things are going horribly, and they don't have people who are with them to help out. Some of us don't know what they need prayer for. Um, some probably are just, I'm drowning, I'm or, or I'm shriveling up, and we don't even know how to help you. But get back on the ship. Get back in the boat with Jesus. Um, and if you have been one who's um, you've making made that choice of you know I don't have to go to church I don't need to do this I don't want to serve you know all that stuff they just want my money or whatever you, your attitude has come to turn around Jesus's arms are reaching out for you you know Paula we started this show today with with um, the 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 man that hadn't been in church since COVID yeah. And in the Bible study this past Sunday, uh, I identified four kinds of storms. Yes. And one of them was a storm of correction. Yeah. And the people that are not in fellowship, uh, they think they can handle it. I don't really need church. Um, I'm watching online. Um, They they need to to stop and and take inventory of the storm of their life. And God puts us in those storms of correction because he wants to redirect our path. And um, those storms of correction uh, keep us from getting too far off course. gives gives a chance to stay on the ship, as Paul said. And again, I realized that 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 was a storm at sea, a real storm. Um, but but the value for us is the storms that we go through, and these storms of correction are so important. Additionally. Uh, Paul would find out something he didn't know until they landed on Malta. It was a storm of opportunity. He didn't realize a whole island of people were going to get saved. Mm -hmm. He didn't realize he was going to be shown unusual kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Those kinds of storms, we we run aground and we think, wow, that was close. I thought I was going to die. And you open your eyes, and there's Jesus saying, yeah, now we got work. Mm-hmm. Those are storms of opportunity. So yeah. there's all kinds of storms. And what we got to do is make sure that none of our storms are self-inflicted storms. Yeah. And if you are in a self-inflicted storm right now, if you're in one of those 
situations where you think you're about to be overwhelmed, you can't take it for one more minute, one more day. Uh, Jesus is there on the ship with his arms open saying, get back on the ship, mm-hmm. go back. And this is what he told Ephesus when they lost their first love. Go back and remember the things you did at first. When we all got saved, we were so in love with Jesus. I I, I used to, well, I still sometimes share, uh, I'd skip. Yeah. I mean, I was a an obese, miserable human being, and I was skipping because I was so filled with joy. And you were singing then, yeah, well, making up songs. But it was just me and Jesus. He has a, <laughs> he has a filter, a harmony filter. It worked perfect for him. But, Joyful noise, right? Yeah. But but the whole idea of, of of being with Jesus is to be delivered from all those things that once consumed you. Yeah. And... Um, um, we have to remember how much joy we had. We have to remember what it was like to have that burden of sin lifted mm-hmm. and be so excited that you want to tell everybody about Jesus. So that's the thing. Remember. And then when you remember those things and you're, you're honest enough to say, Lord, none of that's in my heart anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you repent. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> falling out of love with Jesus because, you know, you're sometimes just things are hard. You know, I, 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 I know people who are who are grieving, and it's kind of like you know, and I can understand the 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 emotion of things. You know, why did Jesus take my child? Why did Jesus take my husband? Why did Jesus take my wife? When people we just die. Everybody who who is born is going to die somehow, some way. But you know, why did I lose my job? Why did my kids not? Um, come home. Why are why are my kids rebelling? And you know why 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 all those things that we go through? You know because we're so emotional. Um, we blame God for that, and so well, and it's kind of like since that's what you've done, forget forget you, and then we find out in our hearts who we were serving all along. Do we really love Jesus, or do we really just love us? Mm-hmm. Jesus said. You know, you've come because you saw me do these miracles. You've come to me because I fed you. Um, but did you come because I love you? We get to find out, you know, where our hearts really are. So those those storms and trials of correction, perfection, mm-hmm. the perfection one was, you know, when you wrote from Romans 5. Yeah, make a mental note, Paula. Um, I think we need to do a show on grief. Yeah. Um, uh, won't be the uh, a fun show, mm. but I, I think it's important. Okay. I think we we need to understand um, why did you let this happen, God? Yeah. The reality is, um, God's not at fault for the things yeah. that happen in this world. Yeah, He made it perfect. We're the ones who we're the ones it. who messed it up, and we have to live with the consequences. Yeah. Uh, five Marines were um, lost yesterday in a yeah. helicopter crash near San Diego. Yeah. Um, Things happen. Yeah, they do. And and Jesus is there. And the que- the answer to the question, where were you, God? Why why he was the same place he was when he watched his son. When Jesus said, Father, if there's any way this cup can pass from me. Yeah. But that's the the consequence. That's the cost of living in a world that has been ravaged by sin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be rescued from that world. Yeah. Praise the Lord. We're going to be rescued from that world. Yeah. But that rescue date isn't now because there's still more people. Jesus wants to say. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while, Ron, just talking about the grief, there's sometimes when, you know, some of our uh, people who have already gone to be with Jesus. So even today, um, I was thinking, I'm so glad she's not here to see all this. I'm so glad she's not here to, to go through all of this. So, yeah, grief, it's it's. Grief's a booger bear. It really is. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I've never heard you use yeah, term. I don't know where that came from either. 54 years, I've never heard you use term. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Why did the, God allow you to say that? I know. Then those those trials of protection, you know, uh, when Davina died, was, was murdered. And you talked about that in the study. If people need to, if you want to go back and listen to that study, it was really good. But anyway, one of our really wonderful girls was was murdered and it was a few months before um, your men's retreat and so you weren't going to be home you weren't home and that first night boy the enemy was really you know 
uh, working my nerve as far as he's not here to protect you. You know, you're just all by yourself. So for a minute, I had every light on in the house. <laughs> all the doors and you know were locked. The windows, I checked the windows and everything. And, you know, I was just kind of sitting there, and the Lord said, I'm your security. I'm with you. I promise I would never leave you or forsake you. And I turned off the lights. The, the doors and the windows were still locked. There was no sense in just unlocking them for no reason. That would have been stupid. But I slept like a baby. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. He but, wants us to trust him. And, yeah. and you know, um, fear is almost always irrational. Yeah. But it's real. It's real. But it's real. Yeah. Paula, we're inside one minute. The time went really, really fast. I know. What do you want to say to say goodbye? Um, hear that Jesus loves you. And... You know, if, you, if you're going through a difficult time, understand this. God is not mad. He's not angry. He knows everything. He is love. He continues to love you. And like Ron said earlier, Pastor Ron said earlier, turn around, you'll see Jesus' arms open wide to you. Just run into him. He's like, ooh, I've been waiting for this. Thanks for tuning in. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You've been listening to the Day-Day Edition of Word of Stand Up for Life. I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock, Lord willing, on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.